accepting. Hello, beautiful people. I'm Haley Hilveston. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Janet Mohappy Banks here. She is a breakthrough coach for women. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> I'm yes. so excited to be here. Thank you I so know. Much. I'm so excited to have you too. Janet and I go back a few years. She's fabulous. You're going to love her. Um, so tell us more about what you're doing. Okay, so um, at the moment, I am working with female entrepreneurs who really want to get to their next level. Um, and for my clients, that generally means 100K, 250K, 500K and beyond. Um, and they are dynamic people, much like yourself, Haley. You know, they are real go-getters. They want it so badly, but there is something that, that is preventing them from getting there. You know, there's something that is pulling them back and keeping them in that sort of, you know, the comfortable zone where we don't really get to where we want to go. And so I use mindset work, energy work um, to help them get, get over themselves, really, because that's really what it's all about. You know, it's like a self-image, self-worth, self-love thing um, that gets you to where you want to be. So that's who I'm working with right now. Mm. Okay, so do you think that, so really... Every like most people that are higher achieving, they are in their own way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the in fact, the only thing preventing anybody from getting anything is the fact that they are in their own way. Okay. Yeah. But is absolutely. it because of the people aren't aware of that? Um, I don't know. A lot of people, I think, are aware of it. Mm -hmm. Especially my clients, they know that they are in their own way, and that's why they hire a breakthrough coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To break through their, their glass ceilings that they're experiencing. Um, what the, the difficulty is, is in knowing exactly why you are in your own way and how you are mm. in your own way. Um, that's, that's kind of the thing that you need an extra set of eyes on. Because, you know, because you know what it's like. It's a female entrepreneur, especially, you know, somebody like ourselves who is oh, so driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know that we are doing all the things. We're doing all the things. We're putting all the hours in. We're putting all the steps together. You know, we're doing the thing. But if we're not getting to where we want to be, then it's generally because we are not being the thing. Mm. Being the person that actually achieves the goals that we want. Yeah. So it's in the, because you know the be, do, have model? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's absolutely. what it is. So these, it's not being what they desire to attract. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted yeah, to, this is why I wanted to interview you, because I wanted to connect what you're doing with what I'm doing with relationships in mm -hmm. terms of if people keep getting in unhealthy relationships, is that because they are being someone that attracts that? Yeah. <laughs> Generally, it's because they are not being completely in love with themselves. And so they are attracting people who cannot love them because they're not showing themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So if you don't completely adore yourself, if you don't completely love yourself to like the nth degree, mm -hmm. then what happens is when a, a person comes in that, you know, you're thinking you maybe have a relationship and it's a romantic relationship, sexual relationship, client-based relationship, whatever relationship, really. What happens if you don't completely love yourself, if you're not completely secure in who you are and who you be, then you will try and mold yourself into this image that you have um, made up 
completely made up in your own brain of what this other person wants you to be. Yeah. Mm. And so because you're not being you, it's actually impossible for the other person to love you. Because you are not being like, they don't know who you are then. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we allow ourselves when we're in this situation. I mean, I lived in this situation for years, you know, of, of being somebody that I thought um, somebody else wanted me to be. And every time that happens, and um, for the longer time that it goes on, you kind of forget who you are. You forget what makes you, you. Because you're too busy trying to mold yourself into your perception of what the other person wants, what the other person desires. And because of that, you lose contact with, with who you are on like a really deep soul level. You forget the things that make you happy. And as soon as you start forgetting the things that make you happy, that's where you do drift into depression and, you know, stress and all of that jazz, self-doubt. Mm. Okay, so have you heard of the mirror principle, though, about the fact that, like, people on the outside are attracting what is within you? Yeah. That's real, too, right? Yeah, um, I, I believe so. Because mm -hmm. we, we attract what we project. Yes. Mm -hmm. we, we get more of where we place our energy. So if we're placing our energy on a falsehood, we get more false back. We can't get a, a true connection with clients or, or partners if we don't truly connect with ourselves first. Yeah. And okay, that, so you know, how can people do that, though? Because I think that that's something that we're not really taught, <laughs> you know? No, we're not taught it. We're not taught it. We are taught to fit in. We are taught to not make a fuss. We are taught to, to don't speak out of turn. We are taught, you know, good girls don't say those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you get back to that? You hire me. <laughs> um, and yeah, you, you go in. You stop looking for external validation. You have to really remember who you are. And you have to filter out all the stories that you've been told about who you are. Because generally speaking, those stories were told to you to keep somebody else happy, not to keep you happy. Yeah. And all the stories that you make up in your mind, they're there to protect you. So, you know, when you, because you, you know what it's like when you have these, um, these thoughts that go on and they tell you not to do this. And who do you think you are to do that? And blah, 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 blah. This little, diddle, 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 yeah. All of those stories, all of that like inner talk, that so many people don't really thrive with. Mm -hmm. They're there to protect you. They are there to protect this, this little tiny version of you yeah, that you were when you were a child because every time you did step out of line, you got told off. And so then this little voice goes, you, you may better not do that again. You better not do that again. Yeah, every time you did something that somebody else didn't appreciate, you got told off and you got made fun of, you got chastised, your little voice learned the recording, you better not do that. Yeah. You know, people don't like it if you are you. And so then we learn to suppress who we are. But it's only by really, truly being ourselves that we get to attract all the things that we really want. Because if we don't know ourselves, then we end up attracting things that we don't want and don't know that we're attracting. 
Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, I relate to that because I think that I, I used to attract guys that I'm like, oh, I don't know why I'm dating this guy, <laughs> you know? Um, but like, I remember dating a guy in 2017 and all my friends told me that I, he was like a great guy and I should date him, but I knew right away intuitively mm-hmm. it was enough, right. you know? Yeah. So why did you go out with him? He was a sweet guy. He fit everything on paper. And so I thought, well, we can keep dating. You know, I like the attention, but the deep soul level that I desire was not there. Right. And was that because you were scared to let that bit of you show? Maybe, or maybe I just knew right away that him and I weren't going to connect on that level. So, so because you, because you thought yeah, because you thought you weren't going to connect on that level, you didn't connect on that level. Oh, very true. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so people struggling with this in terms of maybe relationships or what you're doing, especially with um, business owners, mm-hmm. how do people go deeper? You said they go within themselves, journaling. What do you yeah. do? Um, well, my doing it is to find out <laughs> one way, okay, and this is just one example, is what really annoys you? What really annoys you about other people? Yeah. Because the thing that annoys you about other people is often, not always, but often the thing within you that you don't want to face. That aspect of you that you don't want to go near. Yeah. So if you see somebody who is, um, I don't know, really loud and gregarious and flamboyant, and you just get really annoyed by that, then you have to ask yourself, well, what part of me would love to be like that? What part of me am I actually suppressing that would love to be able to dress in like, you know, garish clothes, garish colors, what part of me would love to just flounce about and not give a shit what anybody thinks? Yeah. Where am I suppressing that little bit of me? And then, you know, like journaling, meditation, all of that jazz. You just go there and you know that it's safe to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because wow. it, it, it all boils down to safety. So you go there safely. You go there in your mind. Yeah, knowing, knowing, yeah, if I go there in my mind, my external isn't affected until I choose to affect it externally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love how you say the safety thing, because I talk a lot about that. Yeah, it's, it all boils down to safety. That's what the little voice is about. It's protecting you. It's, it's keeping you safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember when we were together, like, I didn't feel safe doing what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? Right. We're talking about sexuality. Uh-huh. Um, because our society says that that's not safe for a woman to discuss and yeah. to be openly sexual or to yeah. even discuss it, <laughs> you know? I know, look at you, darling. <laughs> hey, thank you. I know. <laughs> I have come a long way. <laughs> you really have. It's amazing. It's, Thanks. So, it's wonderful for me to see. Thank really you. I love it. Um, but yeah, I love that you say that though. And okay, so I love that you say too about what really annoys you because I'm sure the people are listening are like, oh, I can think of several things that annoy me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that what happens as well is when we start, when we start being sort of triggered, I don't really like that word, but you know, triggered and annoyed 
by these external things that we know are really internal things. Then we place a judgment on, on those things, yeah. We start judging things as good and bad, and when we place external judgments, that's actually on ourselves. We are judging ourselves poorly, yeah. We are judging ourselves that no, to do that would be bad. That would make me bad. And so many women are brought up with this good girl syndrome. Mm. That, you know, we have to be good. You know, if you're not a good girl, then terrible things are going to happen. Mm. Yeah. And so when we start judging ourselves, then that does not help us. That doesn't, that doesn't help at all. But in the absence of judgment, there is love, there is self-acceptance. And when you have self-love, when you have self-acceptance, then there's literally no space for judgment. Mm. I love that you say this though, because I think that it, that, I think guys deal with the good guy thing too, but maybe we deal with it differently. Because think about it in terms of, school being the good girl but also in terms of relationships yeah yeah but what are you saying when you work with people what are they referring to as the good girl syndrome well the good girl syndrome is is always you know always um my my clients tend to have always got their grades at school they you know they get good grades mm -hmm. but sometimes that grade still isn't good enough yeah. So they come home with an A and they have, they have a, an overpowering parent that says, well, why didn't you get an A plus? Mm. Yeah. And so they're always striving for this unattainable goal of meeting somebody else's expectations. And then we internalize those expectations and set goals that are so ridiculously high for ourselves that there's, we have no hope in, in meeting them. So again, we judge ourselves badly because of that. But when mm. you can actually hold yourself and say, you know what, I've always done the best I could with the knowledge and the skills and the understanding that I had at the time. I have always done my best. And then you can look at your parents or ex-boyfriends or ex-coaches, -ex ex-teachers, whatever, and say, you know what, I truly believe that you have always done your best with the knowledge, skills and understanding that you've had. And then you can understand, well, okay, well, if you have always done your best, then what you've said that has hurt me is my interpretation of that. I have created that sense of hurt. I have created the unobtainable expectations for myself because you were just trying to do your best by me. My, my, you know, the fact that I didn't get an A plus, but I was really happy with an A, that's actually all your that's your story and so when we can do that and when we can give give the the guilt and the shame back to the person and say you know what i'm not having this anymore this isn't mine this is your guilt your shame that you projected onto me i, I don't need this when we can do that then i i mean i talk about acceptance a lot i don't really talk about forgiveness anymore i used to Back mm -hmm. in the day, I used to talk a lot about forgiveness. But what I've realized is that the sense of forgiveness comes with blame and comes with doing wrong, yeah? Because you only forgive something if what was done was wrong, mm. if what was done was bad, mm -hmm. yeah? 
So now I talk about acceptance rather than forgiveness because self-acceptance, acceptance of, um, of the, oh, what's the word? Infallibility of other people. Yeah, acceptance of other people's behaviors towards us as you know, not being good, not being bad, not, not putting a label on it. Yeah, that's what acceptance is. It means it's no, no judgment, no judgment whatsoever. But I don't need to take this anymore. I don't need to take the shame. I don't need to take the blame. I don't need to take the guilt. Mm, this is mm -hmm. mine. Mm. And yeah, I love that we're talking about this, though, because I think that that is so, so key in every year of a person's life is that whole BS of the good girl syndrome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I almost think that the good girl syndrome is like the same thing as like the nice girl thing syndrome where she's just overly nice and just says what everybody wants to hear yeah. and never voices her opinion. Yeah, people-pleasing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and people-pleasing, I mean, when we people-please, it's, again, because we've sort of lost, we've lost connection with our own power. And we fear, all of these things are based in fear. Yeah? We fear that somebody else is going to reject us. If we don't keep them happy, they will reject us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you when you are able to truly, truly tap into who you are, the power that you have into your self-love, your self-compassion, self-acceptance, then you realize that somebody's rejection of you is actually them rejecting themselves. Them rejecting the aspect of you that reminds them of themselves. Yeah. And in business, because obviously I deal with business women, but when people reject you in business, it's not you that you're, they're rejecting. Yeah? It's just that what you're providing, what you're offering isn't suitable for them right then, right there, you know? Yeah, it, it's like the wrong fit. The wrong fitting shoes is one of my stories that I do, yeah? So even if um, you, you go to the, you go walk past this shop and it's got the most exquisite pair of shoes there. It's like jeweled and beautiful leather, beautiful stitching, and you love the shoes. You go into the shop, you try the shoes on and they're three sizes too small, yeah? So you don't buy them. You don't buy the shoes because they don't fit you. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't diminish the worth of the shoe. It doesn't diminish the value of the shoe. And so as entrepreneurs, I think it's really important that, to remember that. Yeah, it's just the wrong fit. A rejection doesn't define who I am. It doesn't, it's no measure of my worth or my value. And the same with relationships as well, because I know that, you know, you deal with relationships. But if another person rejects you, it's just the wrong fit. It doesn't. It doesn't detract from your, your amazingness, your awesomeness isn't diminished by somebody else not wanting you in their space right then. Make sense? Mm, yes, it definitely does. And we take that so personally. Yeah, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't take it personally. Yeah, mm -hmm. we take it personally because we make their words mean something about us. But when you can distance yourself from that, when you can just hear words and go, okay, well, I, do, I don't choose to take any meaning from that. Yeah. It's like, so if you get, if you get um, somebody having a go at you or if you get uh, rejected or something like that, the only reason, the only reason that it hurts is because we, on some deep level, believe that what they're saying is true. 
Mm. You know? On some deep level, we believe them. When they say that we're too fat, too thin, too, too intelligent, too stupid, whatever, whatever the reason that they have given, if they give a reason, we believe that. That's why it hurts. There is some element of us that believes it. Whereas if we hear their words and think, okay, well, they've just told me that my skin is blue and my hair is green, and I know for a fact that that isn't true, then do you get affected by that? If somebody was to say, Haley, oh my God, what have you done? You're like, you know, your, your skin is completely, completely purple. Mm-hmm. What would you think? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, the words don't affect you. Uh-huh. But it's still just words. It's still ju- just words. And they only affect you, they only hurt you if you connect with them, if you make them mean something to you. Okay, so for the people listening, what do you want them to take away from this conversation? Oh, what do I want them to take away from the conversation? Um, Good question. Well, find love for yourself. Yeah, just find, find complete love for yourself. Find what makes you happy outside of everybody else, outside of everybody else's opinions of you, what outside of everybody else's judgments of you. And yeah, that would have to be the second thing. Realize that judgments only affect you when you are judging yourself. Yeah. So if somebody says something then, and you internalize that, it makes you hurt, then where are you believing that? Because that's where you need to look into and like, Ask yourself, well, why are you believing that? Do you choose to continue believing that? No. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so where can everybody find you? And then do you have anything you want to promote? Yes. So people can find me at Janet Mohappy Banks Coaching. It's a long word. <laughs> dot com. Janet Mohappy Banks Coaching dot com. Um, and also I have a book called Habits for Happiness. Um, This is kind of your entry level book into personal development, um, into finding out what makes you happy, what makes you tick, and to bring yourself out of a dark place and into a brighter one. So this this is a book that I wrote, um, having, you know, been through, uh, like I was incapacitated for five years because I had a digestive disorder, I had to close my ex-business my old business my husband left me for his secretary my daughter had heart surgery there was a lot going on over a, you know the span of about five or six years um and so this is the book that um that i wrote because these steps helped me to get out of uh, you know from there to here now um and obviously if you are a female entrepreneur then do approach me about working with me in my private coaching container mm. Yes, I love it. Okay, well, I'll post all your link, all your links below. Thank Thanks you, so Janet. much for joining me. Everybody, be sure if you have any questions for Janet or me, it's a DM either of us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, be sure to subscribe, like, share. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor to be here. Yes, definitely. <laughs>